And this is our number It's time for the fastest 15 minutes in the news. This is Dory's Fastest 15. Oh, it's a world of news in a tidy little 15-minute package just for you. Welcome to our Fastest 15. And, uh, yeah, the, the big breaking news. The United States of America has just defeated... Iran one nil. So they got two goals in three games. That's exciting. And uh, and with that, they go to the uh, round of sixteen now. So the United States in the Sweet Sixteen. That's what us basketball people call it. Uh, it's the round of sixteen for the August World Cup. But nice job, nice job, America. Love America. That was a good win over. Yes, it was. All right, uh, let's get to the Fast 15 here, for crying out loud. Uh, The story that everybody was sending me, and I don't like being attached to this, uh, because now that I'm an older fella, now now that I'm a wizened gent, I'm not proud of some of my vices. For example, I was just telling, uh, who was I talking to yesterday? I was telling somebody. And I, I know I've told the story before. I, I, used to, I was telling my daughter that uh, when I was 16, 17, I worked at the print shop on Capitol Hill. There was a jack-in-the-box on Broadway. Hamburgers were 39 cents. And my standard lunch at age 16 uh, would be five hamburgers, a large fry, and a large chocolate shake. And I, I weighed 140 pounds back then. I could jump through the roof. And I thought, well, this is how it's going to be forever. And, you know, I know now. Now, I never finish a, a dinner if I go out. I always box up half of it. And it's still a challenge. But uh, it, it, the one that everybody's been sending me today, Elon Musk sent out a picture of his nightstand at home, and on it were several empty, presumably empty, cans of Diet Coke. And so the Washington Post has written a big feature story about the cult, the hardcore cult of Diet Coke. And I used to almost wear that with pride. As you know, Nicole... Back in the olden days where we worked in the close proximity to each other, I could, I could drink four or five of those before 3 o'clock in the afternoon. That's a horrible thing. Definitely. Was, you used to bring, what, like a 12-pack a week about? Oh, at least. Well, more like a 12-pack every three days. Yeah. Yeah, it was horrible. And, and, and so I became associated with every, you know, that I worked with at the time, just associated me with Diet Coke. And, uh, you know, one of the most famous incidents that you just reminded me of, Nicole, uh, about this is before you started on the show. But there was a Russian model, a lovely lass, and, and they came up with this gimmick for some premium vodka that they... They would. They poured the vodka 
over her bare breasts, and then they harvested it and rebottled it and and sent it out. So you could buy vodka that had been poured over the chest of a supermodel from Russia, which sounds absolutely disgusting to me. But uh, but I, in what the Seattle Weekly described as one of my more famous radio stunts, I then poured a Diet Coke over my bare chest. We have a picture of that somewhere. Oh, it's uh, on Twitter right now. Matt Gilbert tweeted it out this morning. <laughs> <laughs> of course he did. Matt Gilbert made a T-shirt out of this picture. Uh, but, yeah, so I poured uh, Diet Coke over my bare chest, and then we harvested that. And we offered uh, to sell that for charity. No takers. No takers. I'm shocked. I, I am too. It somebody, was, uh, I feel like nobody was manning the phones that day or something. I think I, I think the phones were down. I'm pretty sure. Of yeah, course. Was, uh, this was a mob bell problem. But uh, but anyway, so so now everybody's sending me this Elon Musk story. Uh, he drinks the caffeine-free Diet Coke. He had four cans. What's the point, then? I, exactly. I I tried the caffeine-free because when I was having my sleep issues. Uh, man, I tell you what. I'm First time in my life, I'm sleeping eight to nine hours a night, every single night. It's unbelievable. Don't jinx the, it. Oh, no, no, I, I, got, I got it figured out. I don't, I don't drink any Diet Cokes after the show. After three o'clock, okay, uh, and no, no, I got I got a rhythm down now. My circadian rhythms have all the cosmic tumblers have fallen into place. But uh, but anyway, the caffeine free Diet Coke, it's just brown fizzy water. There's because the only reason I drink the DCs is for the caffeine because I don't drink coffee. So I I get up in the morning. I, I usually work out right away. And then, when most people have a cup of coffee at you know eight a.m., I have my first Diet Coke of the day, and I'm on uh, number three right now. I just opened number three. Okay, well, you need still need to cut back. It's just I know. Not I'm not proud of it. No, mm-hmm. it's a vice. It's horrible, and uh, and I got to cut it out. I got to just start drinking water. That's what I was doing a few months ago, uh, and it's it cleanses you. So yeah. it really does. Mm-hmm. I just, but I, I hate that I'm associated with this. That, but you know, maybe it'll make people. you a multi-billionaire. <laughs> yeah, I think you know, I think that train's left the station <laughs> pretty much. All right, uh, we we're talking at the beginning of the show today about all this fake news. Seattle Times claims that there, you know, with an omission of facts, but they suggested that there was a problem, a murder problem in a community when the stats do not back that up. But there's just so much false news out there. And, you know, we were talking about how um, a reporter asked the White House, how are they going to stop Elon Musk from allowing free speech on Twitter? And if you weren't listening last hour... Question about Twitter. Um, You know, there's a researcher at Stanford who says that this is a critical moment, really, in terms of um, ensuring that Twitter does not become a vector for misinformation. I mean, are you concerned about the... Twitter was a cesspool of misinformation before Elon Musk, when they would ban 
Everybody who would speak truth about the vaccine, who would speak truth that wasn't being allowed in mainstream media. It was all about misinformation. But now suddenly these fake journalists, like whoever this woman works for in the White House press corps, now the, they're concerned uh, that Elon Musk is allowing free speech on Twitter. Elon Musk says there's more and more uh, subscribers coming online. Are you concerned about that? And what tools do you have? Who is it at the White House that is really keeping track of this? Yes. Let's make sure that government decides what is appropriate free speech in America. Well, this is something that we're certainly uh, keeping an eye on. And uh, look, um, we, you know, we have always been very clear um, and that uh, when it comes to social media platforms, it is their responsibility uh, to make. Now she is not I mean, just an objective observation. She's really not very bright. KJP. But yeah, so now the government is going to monitor this. And I bring this up because I have another example of government misinformation. The Washington State Department of Health. They've sent out, what platform was this, Nicole? Is this Instagram? Do we know? Hello? Hello? Yeah, uh, sorry. Yes, it is Instagram. Okay. So Washington yes. State Department of Health, they just sent this out. If you have COVID-19 and would like to breastfeed slash chest feed, your breast milk is not likely to spread COVID-19 to your baby. And then they have a illustration have COVID-19 and would like to breastfeed or chest feed? Okay, hate to break this to the Washington State Department of Health, where they're supposed to be about science, right? They're science-based. There's no such thing as chest feed. Chest feed doesn't exist. Chest feed is a lie that you are pushing on the public so that you can appear to be, yes, woke. Kind of the theme of the day. There's absolutely no such thing as chest feeding. And you can prove that when you read that first line. If you have COVID-19 and would like to breastfeed or chest feed, your breast milk is not likely to spread COVID-19. Well, wait a second. It's breastfeed or chest feed, but the milk can only be breast milk. Why don't you say your breast milk or chest milk well, because people would say, oh, there's no such thing as chest milk. Well, there's no such thing as chest feed. If babies are suckling on something, it's a breast. But lies, they just push out lies. Because it's the socially, culturally responsible thing to do. And that's why you can't believe anything. Their database is filled with lies. But when these so-called scientific operations, like a Department of Health, which has been lying about the vaccinations for children in particular, who are more likely to get COVID if they're vaccinated than unvaccinated, they don't tell you that. They've completely lied about your chance of dying, vaccinated versus unvaccinated. They've uh, greatly exaggerated that. And and then they put, put out an uh, Instagram thing about... If you're going to breastfeed or chest feed, chest feed doesn't exist. It is the fiction so that you can get some pats on the back from all the people who display pronouns in their email signatures. But it doesn't exist. 
So it, when a d- scientific operation that we're supposed to rely on for public health just starts engaging in absolute pure fiction, then yes, it should throw everything else that they do into question. Doesn't exist. All right, up next in the fastest 15, uh, the Seattle City Council is proposing adding $10 to license tabs. I know, you voted for $30 tabs. Well, right now, you know, just the licensing is 50 bucks. City of Seattle wants to make it 60 Then Sound Transit adds you know, 300 bucks if you have an older vehicle, 500 600 bucks if you have a little bit newer, nicer vehicle. So we vote for $30 tabs, and you end up having to pay hundreds and hundreds of dollars for your car tabs. But, again, listen to this absolute fiction uh, in this story. This is from Comonews.com. And I'm not blaming them. Uh, I like them. But uh, just one of the lines in the beginning of this. This would be an extra $10 tacked onto that fee you pay every year to register your car if you're here in Seattle. A city council member says this is necessary now for road infrastructure and safety work. And she also hopes that this will be only a temporary fee increase. <laughs> temporary. Teresa Mosqueda hopes it'll be temporary. The Democrats have never, ever seen a tax or a fee that they can get imposed and then said, hey, you know what? Let's reduce that tax on people. But they say it'll be temporary. Why don't we just not pass along Teresa Mosqueda's lies? She doesn't want it to be temporary. Whenever Democrats get any kind of a way to get more of our money, it never goes away. You know, that's the dirty little secret of all these levies that they pass. You know, they pass a uh, school technology levy. And the way they sell it is, you will be taxed for seven years, and then it will sunset. So then six uh, six years later, they run a levy campaign, and uh, they say, oh, this is only going to add $100 to the existing levy. The existing levy that was supposed to go away, that you're paying a thousand bucks a year on, and now they want you to pay eleven hundred, but they forget about the it goes away, it's permanent, and then they run campaigns and it's filled with lies about how it's only going to add a tiny bit to this levy that's going bye bye, and, and we got people in the media who play their game who don't point out what I'm pointing out, that when they say they want a fee increase that they hope will be temporary, never happens. Never, ever happens. All right. And uh, finally, in the fastest 15, here's another, you know, since woke has been our theme of the day so far, uh, the latest Disney project, a movie called Strange World, it is a $180 million budget for Strange World. And it has been one of the all-time biggest failures at the box office in Disney history. It is the lowest-rated Disney movie in 31 years. Now, 
why would people not be flocking to the theater to see Strange World? Well, the center of the movie is a gay teen romance. And it's fine to have storylines like that. But when your brand is family entertainment and you make movies not focused on what do families want, but focused on what will get me the most plaudits at my next cocktail party, then you've lost your way. And that's why Disney, that's why the Disney's going back to Bob Iger and they fired the guy that was running the place for the last couple of years. And they're going back to the future with Bob Iger, who's more successful running the company. But Disney has completely lost its way. They proved that with the, the Florida uh, family issues where parents wanted some more control in the schools and Disney didn't want them to have it. And they prove it with the lowest rated movie in 31 years. If you do things for reasons other than your core mission, then you are going to be a failure. It's a pretty good life lesson. And that is your Fastest 15. This has been the Fastest 15 Minutes in the News. Fast, 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 fast. Dory's Fastest 15. Your 15 minutes will give you the world. All right. Uh, it's Tuesday. Dave Wyman is going to drop by for his weekly visit. That is coming up next here on the Dory Monson Show. Who? Not the who. Pete Townsend. Pete Townsend. That's it. Dory's up one. Is Dave even on? Yeah. Yeah. I'm oh. <laughs> You didn't seem to be putting up much of a fight there. Well, I had no guess at all. Sure you did. You knew this uh, Pete Townsend. Not really. Not really. Okay. Dave Wyman. You can hear me every at your afternoon. House? I'm sorry, what? Is it snowing at your house? It's been lovely today. Yes, there's been a soft blanket of snow falling uh, yeah. gently ever since I woke up this morning. It's just beautiful. It's gorgeous. Yeah. Love it. I do too. Uh, I, was, I was just about to say who you are. Dave Wyman, you can hear him every afternoon, 3 to 6. 3 to 6? 2 to 6. Two to two, s- sorry, 2 to 7. <laughs> 2 to 7. I work from 2 to 6. Some, sometimes we re-rack for the last hour. No, you don't. Don't, don't, don't tell oh, me. Oh, sh- sorry. Yeah. You can hear him every afternoon, 2 to 7, on our sister station, 710. Seattle Sports. Uh, you heard the, the big exciting news uh, just, just concluded a half hour ago. The United States defeated one to nothing at the World Flock Cup. Flock of Seagulls. Very good. That's nicely done. Uh, you World Cup fan? Uh, I have not been paying attention. Okay. Well, the yeah. United States is on to the round of 16 now. Okay. That's all you need to know. And you'll sound expert on your show this afternoon. Yeah, well, I heard that uh, there were some people out there that uh, think that the U.S. can take it all. No, they can't. I was just listening to the report there. Some people out there saying, hey, I think we can take it all. No. It's not going to happen. Uh, The women can take it all, but the men can't. Yeah. Just won't happen. Speaking of the World Cup, do you remember the Nike commercial that one year where it had Kobe Bryant in it? I don't know. It, it was doesn't a fan- ring a bell. 
It was phenomenal. I think it was a 2010 or 12. If you ever look that up, it's like a whole long video that has a bunch of soccer players in it. And then it has like Kobe Bryant. And yeah, it's, it was like one of the best Nike ads ever. Really? Oh, yeah. look at that. It would be 2010, I think, because it's every four years. I think so. So 18, 14, 10. Yeah. yeah. Uh, can I, can I ask what's happened to you? Or, or is this not for air? Uh, I don't care. I, I just, yeah, I had a little bit of an accident in my uh, weight room where uh, I dropped a dumbbell on my chest. How about that? No, I just had this. I was on one of those balls that, you know, you're supposed to balance, and it got off kilter. And so a 70-pound dumbbell found, fell on my my ribs. And so, yeah. <laughs> Sorry and I, to laugh. Well, you serious? I, I know. I'm trying not to laugh. Um, but yeah, I, uh, so I got in bed. I was fine. It was kind of late at night. It was, you know, I was just getting a workout in. And so, uh, I, I got in bed and I was like, oh, I'm fine. And then next day I was like, oh man, this sucks. And then the next day it got worse. And so after the, after the game, I asked with the Seahawk doctor, I'm like, Hey, can you, can you take a look at this? So they come, they bring me down there. It's so nice of them to do this, but they brought me down there, and I was in there getting X-rays with everybody else. All the uh, all the players are down there, and uh, I'm getting X-rayed. And they're like, "Yeah, these two things right here, I can understand why you're hurting." So I have two broken ribs. Okay, now, first of all, on on Sunday, my wife was talking to your wife, yeah, and your wife said something else had happened. And uh, and then Nicole said, "Yeah, Dave. Dave sounded like he wasn't able to get his breath during the broadcast on Sunday." And then you and I were texting last night, and then this morning Nicole said, "Did did Dave tell you what happened?" And I go, "No." And she goes, "Wait, he was you and he were texting, and he didn't tell you any of this?" No, Wait, I just, um, yeah. You're a stoic man. Well, I don't know. I just don't want to. I don't want to talk about it. It's like I've had the knee surgery and all that. I mean, holy moly! Okay. I sound like a broken down old person, which I am. <laughs> well, we, we are. That's, yeah. what, that's what it sounds like. All right, uh, let's talk about this then. First of all, as I know, it was a rough game for the Seahawks on Sunday. Those uh, is what's the real Seahawks? The six and three. Team of the first nine weeks or the zero and two of the last two games? Yeah, I think it's somewhere in between. And I know that's a cheap answer, but I mean, it's a cheap I, answer. I, I thought that, you know, I thought after that game, maybe got a little bit too fired up about that. Um, uh, you know, after the, the four game winning streak, I was like, all right, these guys can do it. They can, you know, they can win. And, you know, there are just, there are certain things that I, I feel like, especially on defense, that, you know, that, they keep getting sort of, I don't want to say fooled, but like, I don't know. It's weird in the running game because they were doing this handoff where the quarterback was starting out and putting the ball way out there to the right and then turning around and handing it on to off to the left. And I felt like they were trying to mess with the Seahawk defense reads. And so that's why a couple on they did that on that last play of the game. Or it might have been just a cutback, but they were cutting back. They were starting flow one way and then cutting back the other way. And so I think teams are kind of on to them. So Well, what, what I fear, I fear it's more the last two games, and, and I'll tell you why. I was reading a really compelling article. Uh, it's a statistical analysis, 
that said the Seahawks in the first half of the season were one of the luckiest teams in the NFL. And then they had all these metrics on which they measure luck. You know, just the 50-50 things that went disproportionately their way early in the season. And then you think about it. The the Raiders are bad this year. They were three and six. Mm-hmm. They come here where the home field advantage is three points, and the Seahawks were only three and a half point favorites. So, so it was like Las Vegas knew that they were essentially even with a team that was three and six. And I think yeah. this luck factor that uh, that I've been reading about is. an explanation of that. Well, and a couple of the things are um, there was either two or three teams that they played the first six games where their kicker was hurt. So I I think it was three. And against Detroit, I know that their kicker missed uh, one or two. And then, remember, the Arizona Cardinals came in here. They didn't have a kicker, and they they went for it on fourth down every time. Yeah. So there's that. There's also, if you would look at – like the Lions were totally down. They're probably their two best offensive players, a receiver and a actually two receivers and a running back. So yeah, I could see that that yeah. part of it. The luck Definitely factor. The, the luck factors. You know, they've ran into like I said, three teams that had, you know, not their their main kicker in there. Yeah. The kicker comes up huge. You know, in those games. Dave Wyman is with us. Uh, he will spend another segment. We've got a lot more to talk about here. I'm vamping until the music starts, so I can try to. Uh, Simon and Garfunkel. Wow, that story up too. Oh. You don't you don't even care today, do you? No, not really. But uh, you're playing well, with pain. If I get one, I'll I'll answer it. Okay, but you're playing in pain. I respect that. I, I appreciate that. All right, Dave Wyman is with us. We'll continue the conversation. Russell Wilson seems to be. Hated by his teammates in Denver. That and much more straight ahead here on the Dory Monson Show. Sister Sledge. Oh, I think Dory took it today. Sister Sledge. Dave connected? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, okay. Hey, Dave. How are you? Oh, great. Hey, the song I was talking about was by Focus. Oh. It's a Dutch band. It's called Hocus Pocus. Focus. Yeah. I think I've done Hocus Pocus before. Yeah. Hocus Pocus by Focus from the album. Uh, I think it's yeah. the, the album is called Hocus Pocus as well. I believe it is. Uh, in yeah. the 2010, it's called Write the Future. It's Nike Write <laughs> the Future World Cup commercial, 2010. Simply okay. the greatest commercial ever made. Uh, I will look it's at that. Three minutes I, I don't remember it. Uh, of course, Hocus Pocus by Focus is one of the great uh, songs that involved yodeling. Yeah, that's right. Remember that? Yes. I, I'm yeah, trusting some... that Andrew's pulling it up right now. You pulling up Hocus Pocus? Oh, you want to hear it? Of course. Okay, okay, hang on. I I th- you... I, the album is actually not, I think we've talked about this before. The album is not called Hocus Pocus. Uh, no? I think it's the album is called Moving Waves, but here's a song here. Okay. Just want to hear the yodeling. That's all I care about. This is an oh, awesome song. It this really is a good is. song. Should I skip ahead for the yodeling? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, just about 10 seconds or so. 10, 15, 20. Uh, I think it's at the end. And uh, it's coming up. <laughs> or not. 
was in the, in the beginning of the end. I don't know. Okay, I, I, text question of the day. What's more entertaining for you as a listener? Me and Dave chatting or listening to Hocus Pocus by Focus? Yeah. Text us at 888-973-CAIRO, 888-973-5476. I actually to... believe the song's better than you and me. Yeah, I think so, too. Uh, there's a guy named Don Walzer, I think, who sings uh, I'm a Rolling Stone in Texas. Okay. And he does He does some yodeling. Wait that... You stopped? I think the yodeling was just about to start. Yeah. Is it maybe. at the end? No. It was just about to start when you stopped. Was it? it? Okay. No, I was playing go. the end because someone said that at the end. Oh, for oh I found out, it. I found it. There we go. Yeah. Now that's news talk radio at its best, right there. Yeah. So, hey, Don right, Walzer, right. Rolling Stone from Texas. There's yodeling in that. I think there's well, some uh, yodeling elements to like the old school like uh, country singers. Every uh, Slim Whitman album involved Sorry. yodeling. Hey, wait, yeah. can you go back just a few seconds, Andrew? Dave, I just want you real quick at the very end of the yodeling. See yeah. if you can sing along. See if you can hit these notes. Not yet. Okay, right here. Sing along, Dave. Go. Try it. Come on, Dave. No. Yeah. You want me to break another rib? I think, I think what you'd have to break is a little lower to hit those yeah. notes. Um, okay, Russell Wilson. I'm I'm so torn on this, Dave, because he's come across as so wholly unlikable since you know this whole thing started to evolve, and he clearly wanted out, and it wasn't the Seahawks' choice. And his teammates in Denver seem to hate him. And I'm hearing more and more Seahawks fans who just seem to hate him because of who and what he is, but also because the worse he does, the better the Seahawks draft picks will be. And it's just, uh, it's, it's unbelievable that somebody who is one of the most iconic sports stars in our city's history has fallen so far. Yeah, it really is fascinating because he's playing terrible. He's really not playing well at all. And no. um, and so, you know, but he played well here. And I defended him up to the very end. But then I just think it got to a point where he just, I think it's his, his agent kind of talked, you know, whispered in his ear, like, you're, you're better than this. And it's not all about Pete and John and the Legion of Boom. It's about you. And just put, you know, some things in his head that I think got him turned around. So. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. It started, there was just kind of whispers of things. Like, I heard from somebody that Matthew Stafford would watch all of these players, and he used to watch Russ, and who's the quarterback for the Rams now, used to be with the Lions, and yeah. he said he doesn't watch Rush, Russ anymore. And whoever it was asked him, and he said he just doesn't, he doesn't uh, go through his progressions anymore. He just decides who he's going to throw to, and he throws to him. So, yeah, it's kind of kind of a weird deal. I like Russ, always will. Yeah. And but, man, oh, this is a cheap trick. All right, they've got it, but I think Dory. At least took I got it. one. But no, I'm 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 with you on that, Dory. I I love Russ, uh, but I think he got too big for his britches. Yep, that that happens if you don't have, you know, if, if you have people who are just yes men around you all the time, yeah. bobbing head dolls instead of people who keep you in check.
All right, Dave Wyman, every afternoon, 2 to 7, 710 Seattle Sports. Thanks for coming on, even though you're injured. I really appreciate it, Dave. Appreciate it. All right, and we are going to check the news, and then the big lead at 2. We now know who in a road rage incident shot an 11-year-old. It's another failure of the system. Next, here in the Dory Monson Show.